Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing good. Um, very sorry I was not on yesterday's show. Um, was at my work for a lot longer than I was expecting to be last night. It's not very but- nice of them. Yeah, um, it's okay. We were on the clock. We were getting paid. Um, but yeah, now we're back. It's our week 10 team of the week. LJ, we're like a month away from the all-star game. Um, I filled out a ballot with my mom this morning. Um, was nice. Oh, shoot, I forgot about that. It was, it was nice to see some of her picks. Um, LJ, I was going to ask if you had filled out a ballot yet, but I'm assuming you haven't, which means you are not doing your part to get the Red Sox represented in, in L.A. No, but part of me is like, well, I forget. Are there rules similar to the NBA? I, I very rarely pay attention to anything other than so, home run derby. So do start, I get multiple no. ballots? Okay, so you can do five ballots every 24 hours. Okay. Five um, ballots every 24 hours. And um, the only thing that fan voting matters for is the starting lineup. That's okay. the So the starting nine plus the DH is what the fans vote on. And then the players – Every player gets a ballot, which are getting passed around about now, I believe, is when the players fill out their ballots. The managers get ballots. Some front office people get ballots. Media people get get ballots. And that is how the reserves are selected. And also the managers of the the all-star teams have a big influence in who is selected for the reserves as well, I believe. Yeah. I was going to say, because as a – Sports media member as a podcaster would feel unethical not to give the majority of my ballots to the best team possible, even if that is the entirety of the Boston Red Sox. But um, with that being said, we do have our own share of news to do here. Team of the week usually runs pretty long, so we're only going to pick a couple here, starting with the Tigers' newest announcement. They, of course, I believe it was yesterday, they had a closed-door meeting, or it was a couple days ago, after that shellacking no that's right it was uh two days ago 
right after the t- game we were recording during the 13 nothing game where they only got four hits and four base runners or whatever it was. Um, they had a closed door meeting. They're trying a little more to shake up things here as Riley Green will be joining the team tomorrow. Be And of course, you know, if you have him, you're going to start him. So he'll be starting tomorrow for the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, one of the top 10 prospects in the league. Um, a guy that um, very highly regarded by our friends at the Batflip podcast, as I believe it was, I think it was Matt who said it, that he thinks that Riley Green is going to be better than Spencer Torkelson is. Um, Green is just this 6'3", 200-pound outfielder with a phenomenal hit tool, um, 24 homers in the minors in 2021, um, only one so far this year, but he'd only played 17 games, um, did get hurt to start the year, but very, very exciting um, for the Tigers here and a guy that I'm super excited to watch play. Yeah, you know, and really he kind of, this is the right time. You need to shake things up. You need to inject some life into this team and especially into this offense. And so you bring up a guy who is very clearly like across the board, no matter what portion you look, this guy projects out to be a really good offensive talent. And so if he can bring a fraction of that, if he can start out hot, it will mean a lot to this team riding the ship. Uh, it just, it's a matter of how much can, can one man do? It can't get much worse for the Tigers at this point because I think I saw last night they have the three worst weighted runs created plus by hitters. Um, okay, it's the two worst right now. Javier Baez at 49, Jonathan Scope at 51, and then Spencer Torkelson is the ninth worst at uh, 69. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, no, just they could... Spencer Torkelson's is palatable, though. I mean, you're talking about a 22 year old who, at least during that stretch, has four home runs. Like, I'm not going to act like four home runs in and the middle of June a... is a lot. And he's not, it's not like Javi Baez. It's not like he just got paid a boatload of money. Yeah, exactly. About 26% of the time. Like, and there's a, uh, how much? Only one home run difference here, but still one home run difference. Why do, what on earth is Javier Baez doing with three home runs? It's the same thing that Grandal is doing with three home runs. I'm actually, I'm making that up that he's got three home runs. I'm not sure how much he's got, but it hasn't been a productive season for Yasmani Grandal either. And it's just, it's poor discipline. It's poor philosophy. And hopefully he doesn't infect the rest of this team too much. But at least with Spencer Torkelson, you know there's a lot more to grow. There's a lot of learning that he can do. And the fact that he's already able to have some form of impact in the areas that he excels in is a good sign. Like, it's not that easy to hit four home runs and 200 plate appearances when you're only getting the ball into play and getting onto base safely with that hit 18% of the time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, that's, I think I was going to say, I, I was going to move on to our next topic, unless you had anything else there. No, that's fine. I'm going to keep doing some math while you move on to the next topic. Right. Um, and by the way, I just 
looked it up. Yasmani Grandal, two home runs this year. And yeah, neg- I'm not surprised. Negative 1.2 war, according to baseball reference. Anthony Rendon will be undergoing season-ending wrist surgery on his right wrist. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. Uh, this is not. Oh, Tony. Uh, second straight season that's got cut short uh, by injury, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He I missed twenty twenty. No, I think oh, that, that was last year. I think twenty twenty is when he had. Um, let me look here. You know, twenty twenty is when he finished top ten in MVP voting. That was a really good season for him. Last year. 58 games this year, 45 games, Um, you know, for the contract that he got signed to. And it's what he's the second highest paid infielder other than um, Correa, right? Uh, Yes, Correa made sure of that. He was the second, made sure he was the second highest paid. Yeah, certainly. less than or just a little over a hundred games in over the last two years out of Rendon for a 99 OPS plus is not what the angels had in mind. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's unideal. I mean, at least they get the win last night when this um, very important kind of, it's the series of the weekend with the Mariners, this whole really battle for second place or excuse me, third place in the American League East, how much will this affect it is a very valid question here. You know, you've got a five-game, yes, five-game series going against Seattle, and you lose one of your best players early on in a time where you have no real momentum. You have no real morale. If anything, this is just going to put a nail in that coffin. So I'm also just generally done feeling like I'm not acting like, at least, I'm not worried about the future of the angels this is a bad spot they're in because you know yes we see some signs of light but this is a team without a manager without enough direction without enough depth and with one of their main stars not able to stay on the field not able to generally be effective that's a big problem for this team that's a big problem going forward that's a big problem when you know you're going to, if you get the opportunity to, sign Shohei Otani to at least a $200 million contract. Like, I feel like that's that's a foregone conclusion. He's getting probably something like, at minimum, four years, $200 million, right, Brandon? But look, but yeah, and he absolutely should get that contract, but how can you afford all of this at some point? And I know that, you know, the teams with a lot of money – they can just kind of get whoever, but this isn't a team with a lot of money. I, I would, I would beg to, to differ. Or, this know. isn't a team that wants to spend a lot of money. Cause if you wanted to spend money, would you not have gone ahead and actually been competitive with the Yankees for Garrett Cole? I mean, I can't tell you that the Garrett Cole contract is ridiculous. Like it's not like the Yankees got fleeced on that deal going into it. So the angels had no reason not to continue to be in play for that. No, I know, but you still, you signed Syndergaard one year, $21 million, a team that's not looking to spend money. Doesn't make a deal like that. 
Um, but you're going to have, so you have Trout through 2030, Rendon through 2026. Uh, Jared Walsh, you don't have to pay him um, until after 2025, but he's going to come calling for some money. Um, you, David Fletcher is locked up for a little bit as well. Yeah, David Fletcher locked up through 2025 on a pretty cheap deal. Um, but it's just the point that, you know, at some point you have to pay Otani. Uh, you have Rizal Iglesias locked up through 2025. I don't know how much is really in this budget for Otani. Certainly enough. But after that, Otani plus improvements. Yeah, because sure, you get Otani and that's great. You have a such a nice core there. Trout, Rendon, Otani, Rizal Iglesias, David Fletcher. I like that. But now you need improvements elsewhere because this core that you've had has not worked out. And the the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again without changing it and expecting a different result. That's what the angels are turning into until they realize what they truly need to invest in um, or after they sign Otani. And that is actual starting pitching, actual pitching and actual hitters um, other than the few really good ones that you have. They just need depth. This team, it's always been such a stars and scrubs type of team that, you know, you can't afford to get away with that in baseball, especially. Brandon, is this you going on record saying that Reed Detmers isn't a star? Reed Detmers isn't an actual pitcher? Hey, look, look all, I'm gonna say, all I'm going to say is that he has done very fine through the 50 or so innings that he's pitched. For a 22-year-old picked in the 2020 draft, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Um, and I also want to challenge on this fact that you're uh, – assumption you're keeping the stars. Honestly – this season might have been like when we go back and look at this, this might've been the turning point for Otani. I don't, I, I would say it's less likely than ever that he stays a Los Angeles angel because this is the one guy that's not like Mike Trout in the fact that he just wants to be loyal. He wants to be in the same place and he wants to make a ton of money. No, this is a guy who's made it very clear time and time again, he wants to win. This is a competitive guy. This is a guy who's on one of the biggest, best, brightest teams in the Nippon League before he left here. He wants to win championships, and he wants to win as many of them as possible. If he's clearly seeing a aging Shohei Otani, mind you, 28 years old, granted he's only been in the league four years, but he's 28 years old just because he had to spend so much time in Japan. Like His physical window, especially doing the double duty, is closing sooner rather than later, especially compared to the average. So I don't see him wanting to play around with this. If he wants to win, he's got to make sure he puts himself in a position to win. And he clearly wants to do that a lot more than Trout. That's why I don't necessarily think it's a foregone conclusion that he stays an angel, even if this core stays together. Like you can only keep flaunting this, oh, look at all these stars we've got for so long without any actual results, without any playoff appearances, before these stars start to see that this isn't a good enough reason to keep coming back. And that's going to start with Shohei Otani leaving at the end of his contract tenure. Wow. Or being traded. Certainly certainly a hot take there. Um, 
Speaking of Trout real quick, LJ, um, he has been relieved of his uh, duties as fantasy football commissioner. I'm not sure if you heard about this. I have not. He is officially no longer commissioner of the infamous league um, that includes uh, Tommy Pham, Jock Peterson. Um, did you have another name of someone that you, you knew was in that league or that you heard about? Yes. And Brandon, I actually want to want to show you something because there's very uh, cool piece on baseball reference that you need to see now. Okay. Who is Go to, it? Pull up Alex Bregman's page. That's right. Cause he won the championship, <laughs> right? He uh, won the championship and that has made its way into his baseball reference page. I can't seem to find it here, but if you keep looking, go ahead and poke through Alex Bregman's page yeah. on baseballreference.com when you get a chance. It's somewhere here. I saw it from, with my own eyes. They uh, posted a video about it themselves, bragging about how all the little weird pieces of baseball are here. Oh, it's under awards. One Mike Trout's Fantasy Football League. <laughs> well... LJ, I can let you know that what happened is, so Mike Trout somehow gets into connection with Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports. And I, I don't even all, know. All, good, all, all sane stories start with X got in touch with Dave Portnoy. And he's like, Dave, do you know anyone who would be willing to be the commissioner of, of our league here? And Dave goes, actually, yeah, I, this guy that works for my, my company, his name is Stephen Che, um, a guy that I'm actually pretty familiar with. I watch um, some Barstool content, and um, he's a very smart NFL guy, um, does not watch any baseball whatsoever, um, and huge fantasy football guy. So Dave's like, yeah, like I actually have the perfect guy to do this. This man, Stephen Che. Completely impartial, okay? Has no idea who most of these players are. Um, and just doesn't really understand, like, that these are the greatest baseball players in the world, like Mike Trout and Alex Bregman. And um, it's pretty funny, just some of the stuff that I've been seeing and hearing. One of the best ones, um, so he gets added to the group chat and he sends the good old uh, everyone text your name. So I know like who's who's who and Shane Bieber, who is a part of this league. Oh, boy. Responds and just says Bieber, which causes Stephen Che to ask Dave Portnoy, wait a minute, is Justin Bieber in, in this? <laughs> <laughs> it's though, If you're just responding Bieber. Yeah, I, I feel like I would also assume Justin Bieber if I knew there was also famous people in this league. No, 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 no. But you've been told that this is Mike Trout's fantasy he, football league. This guy knows nothing about baseball. He no, is, but he, he'd, he'd know this was a baseball player's league. Oh, yes. Or, or at least you would know it's a baseball player's league. Actually, like, I'm not expecting him to know that it's everybody in his baseball. But I feel like if you were putting in charge if you were handed the keys to this league and you said everybody put your name knowing that this league was run by a baseball player justin bieber wouldn't be your first guess give yourself that credit no for sure um 
Absolutely. Well. But so- also, that's the only way to solve this, too. It's like, again, he's going to have no issues punishing, no issues with favorit- favoritism. You're, you have no problems now having a guy who knows absolutely nothing about baseball. The only thing that would have been better is if it was Dave Portnoy or Jared Carabas in there who genuinely do know about baseball and both of them like to screw stuff up. Like, can you imagine if they were just in there to make an absolute mess? Like, absolute anarchy league? LJ, one last thing before we get to team of the week. The Braves' 14-game win streak is over. They lost one to nothing to the Cubs today. Um, yeah, the Braves, I've never seen a team go on a win streak like this that just inflicted so much panic into Mets fans. I mean, like, you genuinely have Mets fans thinking that they're just going to full-on collapse like they do every year, even though this team has been so good this year. Like, just because the Braves were winning and the Mets have been playing fine, they've not been dropping games like crazy or anything. They have put the Mets fans into absolute just fear. Yeah, exactly. And it's just so funny because this is still – this Mets team is still, I believe, they're still like, the second-best team. Yeah. yeah. Yes, they're the second-best team in New York, but they're also the second-best team in baseball. They're the best team in the National League right now. Like, give yourself the respect there. I can understand their feelings, but you're right. It is hilarious. It is hysterical because, sure, Atlanta did gain a lot of ground, but – Atlanta's still going to be as streaky as most normal baseball teams are. The Mets aren't a normal baseball team. They're going to keep with these five and five to seven and three weeks the entire season. And you're never going to, yes, you can have situations where you lose some of your lead like this, but you're not going to collapse. You're not going to have a team come flying past you because it's just, there's too much. There's too big a gap when you play so consistently between the Mets and the Braves. All right, time for team of the week, week 10. We will try to move through this at a little bit of an expedited pace as we went long here at the start. Um, Starting off with pitchers, though, um, LJ and I went two completely uh, different ways this week, um, and I think there's great justification for both picks, honestly. Yep, um, I went with Tyler Molly of the Cincinnati Reds. Dude threw a complete game, three-hitter. Uh, I believe that was 12 strikeouts. Uh, I could be wrong on that. It was definitely over 10. Either way, you know, among the guys that were towards the top and when it comes to war, when it comes to wins, he was the best in terms of walking batters. He was the best in terms of striking out batters. He was one of the best among whip. So this was kind of a no-brainer for me to go with Tyler Molly here having such a long impact against at least decent quality teams. Uh, I kind of broke some boundaries here. Um, For the first time, a relief pitcher has been chosen for pitcher of the week. Um, I should uh, preface my choice by saying that more than likely my guy was not the most valuable to his team this week. He probably wasn't even the best this week. Um, But I think that what he did should be highlighted as um, I like some of these other performances, but um, this is certainly very interesting. And a guy that's been talked about a lot on our show over the last few weeks for many different reasons, uh, Edwin Diaz. 
Uh, I'm going to go with him. He makes three appearances, um, including one yesterday, and ends up pitching uh, three and two-thirds innings on the week. First appearance is in L.A., faces three batters, strikes out two, um, and I be- yes, and I believe the Mets win that game. Second appearance, they call him on to make a five-out save, and he does just that. He faces six batters, strikes out five of them, and walks the other. So struck out every out was a strikeout, and that was two days later. Then he comes on against the Brewers last night, uh, goes an inning, strikes out two, gets the save. So that's no hits allowed, only one walk. Or no, excuse me, two hits allowed last night. Just one walk in the three and two-thirds innings. You're talking a FIP of negative 0.89 for the week. Um, that's pretty good. A that's po- okay. A point three war, which puts him in the top 10 among all pitchers this week, including all relievers. Um, I think that was the best case we've had for a relief pitcher uh, so far this year to get it. Yeah, and look at Brandon out here. Breaking barriers. First reliever to get it, second Puerto Rican-born player to be in the team of the week, first Puerto Rican-born pitcher to be in the team of the week. Where are you so, Brandon? Only the second Puerto Rican-born player? Yeah, it's him and uh, – am I forgetting somebody? I think it's him and Carlos Correa. It's like Jeremy Pena or Gene Segura. Or Gene Segura might be from the Dominican Republic. Jeremy Pena is not Puerto Rican. Jeremy Payne is from the Dominican Republic as well. Yeah. Jose Ramirez, is he from the DR? No, he is also from the DR. Yes. So, yes, he is from the DR. Because he's in all those cracked. Yeah, the reason you don't know is because you know all those absolutely cracked World Baseball Classic rosters that keep coming out for the DR. He's playing second base, and you always overlook it because you're used to him playing third. Who's there? Oh, because it's. Machado. Oh my God, that team is low. And Raffy DHing. Literally, the three best third basemen in the league are all just kind of. That's a fun lineup to face. Yeah. Look, and again, there's it's so realistic too. Like, you've got like so many of those guys are going to be itching after so long to play in a World Baseball Classic. But we have a team of the week to keep going on. Catcher, we agree on Adley Rutschman. Uh, LJ, just a really solid week. We saw a lot of what um, we've heard about from Adley, and that's that he's just going to put the ball in play. He's not going to strike out that much. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's great to see a guy like this struggles coming out of the gate, stays pe- patient, and is able to turn the quarter. It's fantastic. I'm going not- over to first base, I ended up going with Christian Bethencourt this week for the Oakland A's. Through six games, he hits two home runs, drives in five, and slashes 320, 320, 640 for a 177 weighted runs created plus. You know, it, it wasn't a great week for across the board by my standards, but he got the job done. I'm going with Reese Hoskins, just narrowly over Paul Goldschmidt. In terms of counting stats, they were super similar. They both had four homers, both had seven runs scored, both had nine RBIs. Uh, their wars were very close, but I go with Hoskins. Um, 500 batting average, 548 on base, and a 1.1 slugging across his seven games this 
week. The Phillies are getting hot. Hoskins has been heating up as well, and he gets himself a full war. Uh, yeah, very sad to not pick Paul Goldschmidt. Would have been four times in the last five weeks. But Hoskins has got him beat, unfortunately. Brandon, I'll let you go ahead and take second bases. You'll certainly be more outspoken on this one than I am, but certainly deserving. Our main man, Jake Cronenworth. Welcome to the Crone Zone. Uh, actually plays in eight games this week because of a doubleheader. 387, 486 on base percentage, um, 581 slugging, uh, 204 weighted runs created plus, seven RBIs. Um, just solid and great production in the field too. Um, just a guy that has been super underrated the last few years that just puts up production. Um, I mean, in terms of his counting stats, when you look at his games played for his career – 270 games and already 261 hits 121 OPS plus off to a really underrated start uh, to a career. Oh, certainly. Yeah. This has been a great time, but moving on due to time constraints, we'll move you forward in today's action to third base where I went with Raphael Devers 0.6 war for him this week. Um, Among the best, if not the best, yeah, of all I can see, it's him and Wilmer Flores. But among the guys that matter, the best in terms of walk rate this week, a 10% strikeout rate, four homers. You couldn't ask much more out of this guy. You certainly couldn't. Um, but there was two things that Jose Ramirez did better than Rafi this week. Um, first, I know Rafi, four homers, nine RBIs, very nice. Um Ramirez was just raking, though, 480 batting average, 500 on base percentage, 880 slugging. Um, You combine that with the two stolen bases, Ramirez, one of the better base runners in the league. Um, I'm going to go with him as I don't think I could come to terms with picking Rafael Devers uh, yet again. Actually, now that I say that, I haven't picked him in a minute, but still. Yeah, and especially, I don't know, I just got to consider here, too, look at the Babips. Like, there's a almost 400 point difference in their batting average on the balls in play this week. Rafi is still putting up these numbers while getting extremely unlucky. He certainly in the times when he was able to get reach base safely, he capitalized on those opportunities and really made something of it. All right. Shortstop. I want to take, I love this guy. Dude's an absolute animal, an absolute monster. It's Dansby Swanson season, baby. 0.7 war slashes 440, 481, 840 with 10, three home runs and 10 RBIs. I, I really wanted to have a conversation about contract because the Braves couldn't have been expecting what they've gotten out of Dansby Swanson this year. And it's kind of interfering with their future plans a little bit. But we will save that for tomorrow or for Sunday because we've gone on too long. All you need to know is this guy's good at baseball. Really, really good at baseball. In left field, I end up going, or I should say shortstop, I also went with Dansby. Left field, I go with Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Uh, 429 batting average this week in seven games, 448 on base, 679 slugging, uh, five RBIs, and that's good for a .5 war. Uh, I'm going to go ahead in a different direction, of course. You know, defense certainly 
will matter here. And I'm going to go with Jerks and Profar. 0.3 war on the week. Slashes 258, 343, 5.16. I was really struggling back and forth between Brandon Marsh and Jerks and Profar until I found this one stat. And before this, it was, uh, I think Brandon Marsh had a sizable lead until I saw his obscene 57% strikeout rate. I don't think I can stomach picking a guy with a 57% strikeout rate for an entire week. Unreal. It is unreal how he could have, how he had any offensive production this week. Like it, it makes no sense. Like again, he had to be incredibly lucky 750 bad bip to get these numbers because he managed to strike out so much struggle so much at the plate. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. There was three games in this week where every single plate appearance he struck out, but there was also a game where three out of four plate appearances he struck out, a game where three out of five plate appearances he struck out. I mean, this is unreal to have had any sort of production this week. A hundred percent. Like, again, this is, and this is a top 10 offensive week from, from left fielders, I believe. Like, if you look at weighted runs created plus and sort it out, um, yeah, he's seventh. He's the seventh best hitting left fielder with striking out 57.5% of the time. Unbelievable. Unreal. Almost as good as Jordan Alvarez. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. Um, all right. Center field. I ended up going with Mr. Baseball, Michael Trout. Um, enough said. Two homers last night. Four on the week, eight RBIs, 389 batting average, 335 weighted runs created plus. Um, I got to give credit to the GOAT when I can. Yeah, well, I'm not going to go ahead and give credit to the GOAT because there was a probably a better overall performance here, and that's from rookie Michael Harris the second from the Atlanta Braves. Through six games this week, slashes 435, 480, 783 with two homers, six RBIs, two stolen bases. He's really, I mean, he's certainly popping off to start his major league career and proving he should be in the lineup as often as he can and on the team for as long as they can keep him. Just, and especially if he fully turns into what we think he can, um, that Braves lineup in a few years once they get Albies back, Austin Riley a few years down the line, Dansby um, going to be loaded even more so than it is now. Matt. Yeah, and, and another thing to consider here too is he's, pro- he's proving this to the Braves as well. They clearly don't think this is just a hot stretch from this guy because as much as they're not, they're not moving up, up in the lineup all that much because why when you're, so, when you're such a loaded team, why give him that added pressure? But they're not platooning him like they did to start. Like Adam Duvall was still playing a lot of center field when Michael Harris first came up. They were kind of easing him into the role. This is pretty much his job at this point, and he'd certainly have to go into quite the slump to lose it. Yeah, Duvall's been struggling. Um, so Duvall's well, down bad. Right field. I'm going to go with Adelise Garcia. Um, really, really good week for him. Uh, ends up 
two homers, uh, six runs scored, five RBIs, three stolen bases um, with a 380 batting average, 455 on base percentage. Um, just kind of did it all this week. Um, and, you know, he made the all-star game last year. I don't think he's going to get there this year, but um, just another guy who's been really solid since he came into the league, actually having a better hitting season, according to OPS plus um, this year than he did last year. But the stats are actually mind blowingly similar year to year. That's incredible. Some of this stuff that's, that that's crazy. What I just saw. Yeah, the, that, that certainly is odd. But I went ahead with Aaron Judge because, you know, it's just another another good week at the office for him. Six games, slashes 318, 407, 727 with three home runs and four RBIs. There's nothing to complain about with his performance so far. Absolutely not. No words. Every time he steps up to the plate, I'm just kind of expecting something good to happen now. Um, it's actually an incredible stretch. DH, um, I found a way to get Paul Goldschmidt in here. He did play DH. Surprise. He did play tw- DH twice. Um, yeah, surprise. You guys thought I was really going to tell that whole story about not including him at first base and having to put Reese Hoskins in. Um, but don't worry. I got Goldschmidt in here. DH. Um, had a really good week. I went over his stats. Pretty much the same as Hoskins. Um and I feel bad for the guy that I did put in DH. They have to take him out, but LJ's got him covered. Yeah, I got him covered. I went with J.D. Martinez, a more traditional designated hitter in here. Six games, slashes 348, 464, 826, three home runs with five RBIs. Just good, good stuff. Very good soup. And um, all right, our players of the week. LJ, you're going with a guy that you, that you highlighted. Yep, Dansby Swanson, he's he's featured a lot on these teams over the weeks, and he's featuring again both as my shortstop and as my player of the week. Yes, that is, um, LJ, his fourth appearance um, on the list so far. Um, I'm going to go with Reese Hoskins. Uh, like I said, thought he had a fantastic week, and when you get a full war um, across a seven-game stretch, it's hard to not pick you. Well, all right. Um, That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you for listening. Check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. And until then, we'll see you. See you manana. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.